What we all want is pretty simple, I think. What we all want is to be alive, to feel alive. Not just to exist, but to thrive. To live with confidence, joy, to walk tall. What we want is to be able to breathe deep, to sing and celebrate. That's what we want. What we all want is to be a little less lonely, less exhausted from life's journey, less conflicted about something going on in our hearts. What we all want is to dodge the heartaches that come our way. What we all want is to get through the most recent challenge with a few less tears. What we all want is to worry less and rejoice more. What we want is to be less dazed and more awake, less depressed, more grateful, more energized, more purposeful. That's what we want. Alive. Words try to capture what I'm talking about, this kind of aliveness. We say well-being, we say harmony, we say shalom, we say fullness, wholeness, life. Alive. And the quest for this aliveness explains much of what we do. It's why readers read. It's why dancers dance. It's why we keep up with football scores and stay in touch with friends. It's why we cook fine meals and enjoy them with special people. It's why we make plans and take trips. And it's why we run or bike or knit, or make quilts, or take our camera to the botanical gardens. It's why we take a walk on a fall afternoon along the river. Aliveness. And this quest for aliveness also is what religion tends to be about. It's what we hope for when we pray. It's why we gather and sing and listen to music in this place. It's why we celebrate and contemplate. It's why we listen and learn and why we read Scripture and why we pause in silence. When people say, I'm a Christian, or when people say, I'm seeking to be spiritual, it's about seeking a deeper, more fuller sense of aliveness. But we also know that religion doesn't always bring this to us. Not this aliveness that we are striving for. Many of us may have experiences with religion where we have felt hampered, where we have felt oppressed, where we have felt confined, even frozen. What we have to do is keep searching. What we have to do is keep open and keep striving and keep listening and keep learning and growing toward the aliveness that God has for all of us and that God intends always. One of my favorite authors is a guy named Brian McLaren. He has a new book out and it's entitled, We Make the Road by Walking, which is where I got the sermon title today. We Make the Road by Walking. McLaurin has written many good books that encourage us in aliveness. 
fresh thinking, especially for me, about Christian faith, especially in these complicated times. McLaurin keeps writing books that tackle tough issues and encourages thinking large about how faithful people can find deepening aliveness. The subtitle of this most recent book is, quote, A Year-Long Quest for Spiritual Formation, Reorientation, and Activation. McLaurin says what we all want is to be alive. Not just exist, but to thrive, to walk tall, to breathe free. What we want is to find harmony and hope and joy. His recent book is 52 short chapters, one for every week in which he tries to unpack what the Scriptures say about who we are and who God calls us to be, about what God is doing and how we can find aliveness, faith and life as disciples of Christ. This desire for aliveness, friends, it's as old as humanity. In the book of Genesis, we read about Abraham and Sarah who are called to a purposeful life as God's people. It's all about aliveness. They're to go and become a blessing to the world as God blesses them. In the book of Exodus, we have a story about Moses leading a group of oppressed slaves out of Egypt, and they wander in the wilderness, and they go through many challenge and setback, and they're led by God toward God's promised land, a land where aliveness is promised, life and the vitality and peace. That's where they're going. Centuries later, as we move through the scriptures, the Hebrew prophets appear on the scene, and they point a way to aliveness and vitality and peace. It includes worshiping God, and it includes serving God faithfully, bringing justice and hope, turning swords into plowshares, spears into pruning hooks. The prophets are envisioning for God's people a sense of aliveness and vitality. We also have the book of Proverbs, where we find our text for today. If I was asking you to come up with a text that might bring you aliveness, I doubt it's going to come from Proverbs. Proverbs is probably not even what comes to mind when we think about what nourishes our faith and what might encourage us in life, in vitality, in aliveness. We rarely read Proverbs in worship. But we can find encouragement from Proverbs. The book of Proverbs is a rich collection of wisdom sayings. It's not meant to be read from start to finish, read right through. That's not how it's set up. These are meant to be heard, these little short wisdom sayings, heard in bits and pieces, thought about, reflected on, chewed on, digested. Then they might be helpful in their intent, helping us with aliveness, vitality, faithfulness. Proverbs, you see, are short sayings that have been passed down through the ages, mostly orally, later written down. Mothers and fathers in the faith have, through the centuries, appreciated the value of these short sayings. There's some sense that Proverbs comes from King Solomon, who allegedly wrote 3,000 Proverbs, and people would come from miles around to sit and listen to him share these short wisdom sayings. Mostly, though, Proverbs, the book of Proverbs, and Proverbs in general, come less from a particular person. 
but from a people. And they come through the ages and they're passed down through many mouths. And most scholars think that the book of Proverbs came together as a collection during the Persian period. After the exile when the Persians were in power and the people were trying to sort out life again. And how to be faithful in complicated times ruled by the Persians. Another season for God's people. And even still, Proverbs, these short wisdom sayings arise in our time, like John F. Kennedy's saying, ask not what you can do, what your country can do for you. Ask not what your country can do for you, but what you can do for your country. Such a saying becomes part of the language of the culture. Such a saying is less about who said it and more about what it represents. Wisdom, insight. Possibility, the best intentions for the people, sincere wisdom. And it's a poetic and it's a memorable line that can help us find life, even aliveness, vitality. Today's text is a proverb. It comes from chapter 3, and many of you might be familiar with this particular proverb. It goes like this. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not rely on your own insight In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make straight your paths. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Here's a proverb that wants to help us with all that we want. With all that God wants for us. Aliveness. We want not just to exist, we want to thrive. We want to live with confidence and joy. We want to walk tall. We want to breathe deep. We want to have some reason to sing and celebrate. We want to worry less. And we want to rejoice more. We want to be less dazed and more awake. Less depressed. More grateful. More energized. More purposeful. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And do not rely on your own insight. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make straight your paths. This particular proverb comes in a section of instruction for, it says, a child. In fact, chapter 3 of Proverbs begins like this. My child, do not forget my instruction, but let your heart keep my commandments. But these words aren't really just for children. In fact, they're for all of us all the time. No age limit applies to the call and to the instruction. No age limit applies for trusting God. It's for all of us all the time. Trusting God is how faithful people live. Trusting God is how faithful people live. In fact... There are three verbs that intend to shape us in this very short proverb. These two verses. Trust, that's the verb. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not rely, or other translations say, lean not. Lean not on your own understanding. And then in all your ways, acknowledge Him. Those three verbs affirm for us how our lives are meant to be shaped. Trusting God. Leaning not on ourselves, but leaning on God. And acknowledging Him in all our ways. 
trusting, leaning, acknowledging. That's the focus. But there's something else that's absolutely critical here. Those verbs are in the vocative. Those verbs are each calling forth something from our lives. They are directing us in how to live. Trust, relying on God and not ourselves, and acknowledging God in all things. So they sound like commandments. Sounds like a directive. This is how faithful people live. Trust, do not rely on yourself, acknowledge God. But this is the key piece. Never in the Bible. Never in the Bible do instructions come. Never in the Bible do commandments stand alone. Commandments and calls for how to live always emerge from something else, some essential truth. We are instructed in trusting God with all of our hearts because of something. Because God is worthy of our trust. That's the essential truth. God made the world. God knows our name, my name, your name, and will always be faithful. That's the promise. Steadfast love of God is forever. Therefore, trust. Trust in God and do not rely on yourselves. God has known you. God has accompanied you from before you were born. God has loved you every step of your life. That's why we can entrust God our lives to God. That's why we can not lean not on ourselves, but lean on God and acknowledge God in all our ways. Instructions and commandments in Scripture always have a premise. And that premise gives the essential truth, the reason, the rationale for living as God's people. Think back to Exodus chapter 20, where we have all the commandments listed. It begins like this. I am the Lord your God. I brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. And then the commandments start. You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourself an idol. And all the commandments follow. They follow from the premise, from the essential truth. The premise is God is God. God reigns. God gives life. Therefore, trust God with all your heart. Lean not on yourself. Acknowledge God in all your ways. That's what our life is meant to be shaped by. In the same way, Jesus appears on the scene, and Jesus' first words are like this. The kingdom of God is at hand. And then he says, follow me. The kingdom of God is at hand in his person and in his work. And then he says, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. The kingdom of God is at hand unfolding in my presence, whoever would save his life would lose it. And whoever loses his life for my sake and the gospel will find it. Jesus says, love your neighbor as yourself. Jesus says, feed my sheep. But it always comes after the essential premise. We belong to God. God is at work. God is present in the world. God is redeeming the world in Jesus. The the kingdom of God is at hand. And so we follow. And so we trust. And so we lean not on ourselves, but on the Lord. And we acknowledge the Lord in all times. It's never just a command that seems impossible. Because if we just heard it as that, it seems impossible. But it's always rooted in something else, that essential promise. Our salvation is through Jesus Christ. God is God. Our lives belong to God. Nothing can separate us from God. So 
We trust in the Lord with all our heart. We lean not on ourselves and we acknowledge Him in all our ways. So you see, we make the road by walking. We make the road by walking. Knowing about God's grand love and care. Knowing that we belong to God and baptism claimed forever in those promises. Knowing that God's steadfast love is forever. We seek to wake up every day and trust in the Lord with all our heart. Lean not on ourselves and acknowledge Him in all our ways. We make the road by walking. We go about our daily tasks with our partners in life, with our children, with our parents, with our work life, with our people, whoever we encounter, with the changes and the challenges that come our way. We make the road by walking. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. Acknowledge Him in all our ways. When setbacks come, because they come. When disappointments take the forefront, and they often do. When we are worried about our children or our grandchildren or what's going on or how are we going to deal with this, we make the road by walking. We reaffirm that life comes from God. We reclaim that life is held by God. We celebrate and sing God's steadfast love is forever. God is our dwelling place from all generations. We reclaim that over and over. God never lets us go. God's steadfast love is forever. And we make the road by walking. When we fret about the larger issues that come upon us, when we find ourselves up against incredible odds, the cancer has come back. The treatment is not working. The issues are too large and too complex. I can't even figure it out. The opposition is too formidable. The needs for change and reconciliation and peace. They seem so far away in our city, in our world. We make the road by walking. We remember, life comes from God. Life proceeds to God. We're not in control. God is, even when we can't see it even when we struggle to believe it. And we seek to trust God with all our hearts and lean not on ourselves and in all our ways acknowledge Him. We make the road by walking. These words give us a foundation. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on yourselves. Acknowledge God. These words intend to shape our mindset, our disposition, our daily living gives us a foundation and a hope no matter what. This is also what we're doing today on Dedication Sunday, reaffirming. Dedication Sunday is all about this. All we have is a gift from God. All we have is a gift from God. Where we are in life comes from God's bountiful blessings. 
We're called to live in response. Live trusting God and leaning on God and acknowledging God in all our days. So we make the road by walking. We make pledges. We make commitments. We support God's activities and ministries through this church. Our pledges and our gifts reflect our trust in God and, we will, and our commitment to be part of God's work through this church in this city and around the world. Not just a token of support, our trust. Not just a gesture of interest, a commitment, a pledge, a promise. We want to be part of the beacon of light and hope that is this church in this city seeking to do God's work. We strive to trust God and we make the road by walking. How does your pledge, how does your commitment to this church compare to other aspects of your life? If we are spending disproportionate amounts on ourselves or on our leisure, leisure, we may not be leaning on God, maybe not acknowledging God in all our ways. We might say we want to trust God, but if our lives remain mostly about our own schedules and our own pressures and our own pleasures, then we're not trusting God, acknowledging God in all our ways. We make the road by walking. By walking in love and trust and in commitment. In a few minutes, we're actually going to walk up the aisle here and use this moment as an act of recommitment about our morning offering, about our lives today and tomorrow and the next day, about our commitments to this church's ministries in 2015 and in the years ahead. You know what? We don't know what the future holds. But we know who holds the future. We cannot predict what's going to happen to ourselves or to our city or to our world, but we can affirm our lives belong to God. And we trust in God with all our heart and lean not on ourselves and acknowledge God in all our ways. We may have doubts and we may have issues that make life very complicated, but we seek to trust God with our hearts and with our lives. And we seek to lean on God and we seek to make the road by walking. We seek to commit our lives and our gifts to God. May God bless us on this journey. May God's face shine upon us. May we sense God's presence and be filled with more trust so that our lives can continue to be about trusting God leaning on God and acknowledging God in all our ways. Alleluia. Amen. Let us pray. You are the light, O God. We seek to walk in your light. Guide us. Shape us. Use us for your work following Christ our Lord. Amen.